0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: The Colorado Rockies have hung in there as much as we could have expected them to hang in there, but um, they're probably turning the page. Well, maybe they're not turning the page next season, but uh, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to turn the page the next season. Sort of. So let's talk to Richard Justice about that. I'm Allison Flutter. Richard, now that I've confused everybody. Um, I do want to talk about sort of current events, but things that might be helping them in the future. So the Rockies have called up a lot of young players recently. And most recently, they have called up a 22-year-old that they're very excited about. So what do you, I'm going to let you say his name. What do you know about him?
0: Rymail Tapia. He's 22 years old. And he's the, this is the optimism of the franchise. He's the ninth player to make his major league debut for the Rockies this season, and he's hit. I mean, he, he comes his 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 track record. He uh, he started made he's made as we record this. He's made five straight starts in center field. He's hit 412. That means nothing in five starts, but in Double A AA and Triple A combined this year, he had 328. He's a left-handed hitter. He clearly is in the plans for next year. So okay, there's two things about that. There's him, but then there's this youth movement. How, how many clubs? have been able to call up a Trevor Story this year, Player of the Week a couple of times, 23 years old. David Dahl, an outfielder who he clearly is in the mix next year. He's 22. The catcher, Tom Murphy, is 25. He'll be in the mix. And, you know, Nolan Arenado is 25 years old. I mean, you know, this is a club. And then we're not, we haven't even got to those pitchers to Bettis and Gray and to Chatwood and Tyler Anderson, Eddie Butler. I mean, those guys, every one of them, Bettis is the old man of the group, and he, he is 25. So they have a good thing going right now. They're 26 and 24 since the break, even though they're 9 and 18 in one-run games for the season. They've blown six leads in the ninth inning. They held their own against the West, 28 and 30. So, you know, the, then the other part of it comes into, okay, where do we fit this guy in? Because Carlos Gonzalez has a year left on his contract. Uh, Black Blackman is not up for free agency, and we're going to make a place for David Dahl. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know if they're, that means it's going to be for Carlos Gonzalez. Okay, we either it's either put up or shut up. We're either going to sign you or trade you over the offseason. And also, how smart are you to trade your most marketable guy and one of, the great, one of the best players in baseball? But the larger point is that with Tyler Anderson this week and with Topia, They feel they're in a great spot. And I don't know when the Rockies have ended a season with this much optimism in a long time.
1: So, to me, I mean, what you're saying is with the Carlos Gonzalez and possibly a log jam, that's a good thing, right? Um, It's a good thing to have too many. You you go into spring training, even if they do hold on to Gonzalez, go into spring training, you've got too many guys for – X amount of spots, and sometimes, not sometimes, that always has a way of working out. I mean, I have, I can't count the amount of times that I'd be looking when I was covering the Astros, the years I covered the Astros, and I'd look at what they had coming into spring training, some of the acquisitions they'd make, and I'd say, where are they going to put all these guys? And then, right. lo and behold, by the end of the season, they needed all of them, they used all of them, and it all just worked out. And so I guess that's how you, that's depth, right? You can't do, you cannot function without having a couple of guys who easily could be on a major league roster for half the teams in baseball that are in your minor league system because there's not room. The, the,
0: the, the difference this time is that there's pitching. And they always they, – they've struggled for the history of the franchise to figure out how to pitch at Coors Field. You know, for a while they moved their minor league AAA club to Colorado Springs. So, okay, we'll all pitch in altitude and we'll all get it figured out. And I think what they figure figured – what they've – Figured out now, and it's the reason those young guys like John Gray have been so impressive. Is that uh, we're going to pitch at Coors Field like any anyplace else? That means we're going to throw our curveball. You can't stop us. There was always this thing, you know, when when Mike Hampton and those guys went there. Well, our curveball gets hit. You can't do it there. And I think they don't feel that way now. And you know what it's done to the whole franchise. So when you look at the look at the Rockies from thirty thousand feet, they have a great fan base from what five states around. They have great TV ratings. Great attendance, the whole thing, and now they have all these young guys. Now the franchise becomes so appealing to those on the outside. And I think the first decision they're going to have to make, and it's tell maybe telling that they haven't said anything, is what are we going to do with the manager? Is Walt Weiss going to be back? I mean, I, I would hate to think he wouldn't be back uh, because he's invested so much in getting the, the fr- helping get the franchise to this point. On the other hand. What if Buddy Black wanted the job? What if the Rockies are now so right on the verge? You know, and it'll take another year or two because all these guys aren't going to make it. But what if Buddy Black said, because I think we know Buddy wants to manage again. I think a lot of people have penciled him in for the Atlanta Braves. But um, what if, what if they, made, they made a hard run at Buddy and said, hey, we're, we're ready for you. You know pitching. You coach pitching. You manage pitching as well as anybody. Would you be interested in this? Um, you know, that, would that be fair to Walt Weiss? I'm not sure it would be fair, but it's it's a cold world. But it also points up how different things are for the Rockies today.
1: Yeah, I mean that's interesting because if you it's it's not fair, but and it's really unfortunate that they a lot of these managers that are very capable and seem to do a very good job, but they're there to sort of get them through the bad times, and then they always have that guy in the back of their mind about who they want to move in. Uh, when it's time to start winning again, it's kind of like the general manager who comes in because he's got a really good track record building farm systems. And then when it's time to actually win on the major league level, they bring in you know some a veteran GM who can sort of put them over the edge. Um, but they don't. So uh, I guess it's 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 like a you don't really it's not personal, right? It's not it wouldn't be a reflection on Walt's abilities because I think he's got some pretty good abilities.
0: Yeah, and I, but I also think the history of the Rockies is they are very patient with people and that they stay internal. And I think they look at Walt Rice as a member of the family, one of us, and there wouldn't be – the only reason to fire him would be if, if, there, if, if there was a Bud Black. I, if I had a bet, though, I would bet he'd be back because he's their guy and he's invested in this club and they're in a good place now. Why mess it up? And, you know, he's shown, like in the second half of the season – that when the pitching is good and when the club is good, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And so next year they're going to go back with Dodge. Story will be back, and it'll be interesting to see how those young pitchers advance. This is a franchise that's going to be right, you know, it's, probably, it's not going to make the playoffs, but this is a franchise that uh, has to be feeling, I, I can't imagine another non-playoff team feels better about its prospects going into the offseason.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to managing pitching at the big leagues, I mean, really, with what they're doing and the guys that they're bringing up through their own system, it's, it has so much to do with continuity in the minor league system with the uh, roving pitching coordinators, with the pitching coaches at every level, the front office being on the same page with them. Um, and then there's something to be said about ha- being in camp, being in spring training with the major league team for as long as th- these guys are uh, before they you know, get sent out to wherever teams are going to be playing. Um, and having worked with Walt Weiss and having worked with a pitching coach on the major league level. Um, you know, I mean, I'd like to see less trigger pulling when it comes to uh, front offices that don't really want to take responsibility. I'm not talking about the Rockies in the situation, but don't want to take responsibility for maybe their own shortcomings and just continue with the, the continuity, in my opinion, in an organization is like one of the most important and that you can have.
0: Right. I agree with you. And the, the only thing I think it would even be an issue is that uh, Dan O'Dowd hired Walt and now you have a new general manager, Jeff Bradish, And but he is a Rocky, and and so this will be a decision for him. But you know, decisions like this start with ownership, and um, they I, they appear to have a have a good uh, a good working relationship, and certainly the roster is in a good spot.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Richard. We'll catch up with you next time.
0: Thanks.